all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say Hello and welcome back into another free agent frenzy edition here at the Houdat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. As always, my name is Andrew Galata, and another packed show for you after yesterday was kind of a lull here. We had some news about Sean Payton and his health with the coronavirus, but today, a lot more news, especially this morning with the Saints re-signing left guard Andrus Pete. It's five years, 57.5 million, 33 guaranteed. As this is kind of, for me, a surprising move. I know some people don't think it's very surprising because the Saints definitely needed the guard help. But to me, do we go this Pete route? And it's going to be something this whole nation is going to be watching. Or not the whole nation, but the whole Houdat nation is going to be watching at least to just see what this team does here and how Pete does. Because, you know, Pete, he had a lot of pressure coming in as a first-round pick. He's going to have even more pressure because he was paid the most out of any guard this offseason. And guards got paid. So to me... The Saints coming in here and making him a high-paid guard is very, very interesting. And look, it, w- it wasn't at the top of my list. It was probably near the, the last thing on my list. I wanted to keep Andrews Pete away from the Saints. I was done with him, and I still am. And he's going to have to have an amazing season for that to help me. And I don't really want to hear his name once during a broadcast because that's what I, I mean, that, that's what I'm expecting now. Because you want to get paid like a top guard? Well, this is what I'm going to be treating you like. And he had a bad season last year. No one's going to say not. I, I think we all know that. But the Saints, for some reason, do value him. For whatever reason, and obviously we're just going to get right into this. There are some goods. There are a lot of bads, but there are some goods. I'm going to go into the goods first. Then we're going to get into the bads. And because the goods be positive to start, and then we'll kind of you know, help them out, and then we're going to have to bring them down, because there's a lot of negatives to the signing. Number one, he's versatile. He can play left tackle when Armstead comes out. That's huge. And to have a starting level left tackle playing left guard is big. It's big. So, I mean, I, I do give him that, and, and that's something a rookie coming here cannot do that. So, to me, that's really, really nice to add some depth to the tackle position, as well as playing left guard. He is a pro bowler. For people that don't want to call him a pro bowler, he, did, he made it. And, you know, a two-year Pro Bowler, that, that's big for him. And for people saying that he shouldn't have made it, again, I think that's... I mean, last year he shouldn't have made it. This year, I mean, two years ago, I think he should have made it. He was pretty good. He was very, very good until the end of the year. So, very, very interesting. And to, to me, it's just like, look, he's got the talent to be great. To be one of the best pro, to be the best guards in the league. He does. He, he does. And... That's just something that kind of boggles my mind. He's 6'7", 320. Like, that man should be should be a great guard, in theory. And 75 to 80% of the time, he is. He's at that Pro Bowl level. And I'd be like, if he played like that 80% of the time, 99% of the time, then I'd be like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. He's great, and that's what happens. But then you have those 20% that he's just awful. And that a traffic cone can do better than him. And I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, not everyone's watching the tape. And you can't look at the PFF grades and all that stuff. I mean, you at least got to take it with a grain of like a little bit. Because a 49.5 PFF grade is not good. And I think anybody would tell you that. I'm sorry. Because like, I know all the film people are saying, or a lot of the film people are saying, like, oh, he's played well. He just gets exposed against great talent like Aaron Donald and whatever. Um, Everson Griffin, who he did, he got exposed so badly. I mean, well, then you're not great. And, you know, if you can't beat great talent, you're not great. Look at Ryan Ramsek. He's great. You know why he's great? Because he could stop great talent. J.J. Watt, done. Shaquille Barrett, gone. I mean, that's why he's great. Because he can do that. 
Andrews Pete has shown he cannot do that, and he's been a game wrecker for the Saints. And that's a big problem. And again, I know that people are going to say, well, you know, Andrew, you haven't watched a tape on him, and you haven't. And you know, I'm going to say back to those people that say, oh, I don't watch tape on him. I've watched some tape on him, not a lot. I'm not going to say, like, I, I've watched a ton of tape on him, really looking at just him. But when I watch the games where the Saints lose, Pete is at the center. And look, he has a lot of positive film. In, in the games the Saints win and the games, you know, Breeze looks nice and protected and it's all good, he looks great. But then the games where the Saints fall apart, like the Vikings game, which he was not ready to play in that game. He was not ready for the stunts they ran. And he was just not there. And he got beaten multiple times. And I will do a film study on him because I, 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 I want to dive deep into his film to kind of see what these these um, these film experts are saying, because right now I just don't see it, and maybe maybe I'm wrong because I could be. I'm, I'm not going to say I watched the film on him, but then to compare him to say he's a top ten guard, like someone said on Twitter. I mean, unless you watched film on all thirty two guards, I mean, how can you even compare him to the other ones in that matter? It's interesting to see. That's just kind of my opinion on it. What other people are saying, but I do. Take, take a little consideration of PFF grade? No, it's not my 100%. And that's why I, I don't think Andrews Pete's rated uh, below 50 grade. And like PFF saying, I, I do agree with people on that. But I don't think he's this all-pro great guard like he got paid as. And supposedly there were some other teams interested. The Chiefs were interested, which is which is interesting. And, and I do think that should definitely put some weight into it. Like another great team, like the, the Chiefs wanted them and the Saints wanted them. And I trust Mickey Loomis. I trust Sean Payton for making the right moves. But... When it comes down to it, it really infuriates me. I'm going to go back to it. I mean, the games that the Saints lose, look at the games that the Saints lost this year. You lost one with the with the Rams. In the Rams game, Andrews Pete, why did Breeze get hurt? Because Andrews Pete lost to Aaron Donald up front, and he got killed the whole game. So that's one game. Falcons game, he lost again. Grady Jarrett on, Grady Jarrett on the inside. Completely blew up the game. Not very good there. And Vic Beasley and all those boys, they were killing him. And then, in the playoff game, they killed him again. And, you know, you're going to tell me that's three games, and 13-3 and is amazing. But the playoff game really irks me, is when he goes up against great talent, he does bad. And that's when you get to the playoffs, you're only facing good talent. So, to me, that's an issue. And now you're looking at the other game, the Saints lost, and you're like, oh, well, Pete wasn't part of that. Pete didn't play in that game. But the Saints put up 46 points. Nick Easton was amazing in that game. So, what I'm trying to say is, is you're going to pay Pete... I mean, AAV is very high, but most likely this cap, it will not be into that AAV level. It's a five-year deal here, and most likely I'm thinking for him probably going to be around six or seven cap at this year. So you're going to pay most of your cap space to to Pete, and again, there are a few good things. Number one, you don't have to worry about the guard position, and he's to me, he's average. I think he's average, maybe, and sometimes he's amazing. Sometimes he's the be- one of the better guards in the league. I'm not, I'm not going to discount that because that matters. But when he faces the great talent, he folds, and he folds in a big way, and it helps the Saints lose games. Now I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna definitely sleep on the fact that Breeze had a bad game against against the Vikings, but that was probably because of the pressure up the middle, and it's also up the middle. And where does Breeze get hurt the most? Up the middle. And now he's he said he was hurt during that game, and hopefully it comes back healthy and all that stuff. And I'm hoping that's true. But right now, it it, it just. Again, it just kind of boggles my mind that the Saints would make Pete the highest-paid guard this offseason. Now, he's not the highest-paid guard in the league, but he's one of now the highest-paid guards. And, yes, I know he's a young player. And that that should help him. And, again, I, he's young, and he's still got a lot, of, a, a lot to learn, and he could get better. And, yes, 
the physical intangibles are there. And yes, most likely, he's going to come back from the injury and probably go back to the 2018 ways, 2017 ways, where he was better. I'm not going to admit, he was better, but he was awful last year. But $33 million guaranteed, and I shouldn't be tr- giving like ifs here. If you're going to give someone $33 million guaranteed, and this is a big investment, and the Saints, the one thing that they have done is they've really cared about who to give their money to. To me, this just seemed a little adverse to what they're doing. They gave money, I think a lot of money, to a player that probably shouldn't have got it. And again, now I feel just as comfortable with Nick Easton at left guard than Andrews Peep. That's just my opinion. Now a lot of people are going to say otherwise. And people have been saying Andrews Peep's a top 10 guard. And there there are some people that would actually say that. So, which is kind of, which is interesting. And I do think people are going to be like, oh, Andrews Peep. I mean, he's going to come in here and he's going to do a great job. But a lot of the Saints fans, and I'm included, I would have left him to the Chiefs and just start new because it just, to me, it didn't work. He's been really a failed player from the beginning, comes in, supposed to be your tackle of the future. He's not, and then he moved into left guard, and he's good for one year, really good in 2017. 2018 is all right, and then 2019 is, is just a debacle, in my opinion, So and lost the Saints games, and he was a big part of losing some of these games, and when you look at that up-the-middle pressure, a lot of it was on Pete. Some of it was on Walford, too. And the Saints are not happy with Walford, which I think is kind of interesting because I like Walford. I think he's really been steady at that position, so we'll see what happens there. He does have a very high cap hit this year, but, again, to me, it's kind of... It, it is what it is at this point. I'm, I'm fine with giving him um, that cap hit for one year, and it seems like the Saints are, too. If the Saints wanted to cut him, they could cut him, but I, I think that just kind of hurts your problems. And, it, again, I think if the Saints were trying to get rid of one of their guards, I would have been much more happier with an Easton-Walford pairing going into this year instead of a Pete-Easton pairing. That's just, again, my opinion. You know, I want to hear what you guys have to think, though. What do you guys think on Andrews Pete? It's definitely uh, an interesting situation for the Saints, and we've been talking a lot about it. And this was the guy I wanted the Saints to get rid of. The Saints don't get rid of him. Now, he does have some positives, as I said, and he could get better, and I hope I eat my words in September. But this, I mean, and I trust the Saints. Like, I trust making Loomis and Sean Payton. I've said I trust the moves they make, and I usually agree with them. This one, I just didn't. But we'll see what happens. I hope I'll be proved wrong. But I want to hear what you guys think. On Twitter, we are at this. Personally, I'm at Andrew Galata. Definitely check that out. Um, and definitely um, leave, a qu- leave questions, leave comments. I want to hear what you guys have to say. But I think that is going to wrap up our talk on Andrew's beat. Next, we're going to get into the Glacier Slow which is very, very interesting. We'll get into that and more. But first, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. So welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to get to talking about this wide receiver. This It's just crazy how the, these wide receivers have just not really went. And no one's signing them, and there really hasn't been any news on them. And also, I got, I got to say, the cornerbacks, that's been pretty, pretty... Um, there's a lot of players left there too so i just think that's kind of interesting when looking at this both of those positions kind of the skill positions on both sides of the ball yeah a cornerbacks some of these guys have went chris harris has went some other guys but there's a lot of guys logan ryan's out there um pj williams is out there for the saints a ton of guys and um i nickel willie colbin's still out there who i wanted so very very interesting and i think the saints are definitely um weighing who to get who did not but these wide receivers it's moving at a glacial pace, according to Field Yates. The same was said by Brian Bienemy. Um, I want to definitely give him the credit because he's been doing a lot of work and the sources of late, and I do want to give him the credit. But again, I, I, I do think, and Bienemy also said that the Saints are looking into Robbie Anderson, but it's just so slow that 
we'll have to see. It's gonna we're gonna play the long game here, and I'm fine with the Saints playing a long game. If you're still at the weekend and these guys aren't signed, I think the longer that we wait, the better. And I think in this case, patience is a virtue, because the longer we wait, if we're sitting here next Friday and Emmanuel Sanders is still out there, that's great. That only helps the Saints. It does not hurt them, and and that's just kind of what I'm saying. Um, and that's just my opinion. Still, basically everyone's out there. Basically everyone's available. There have only been really one free agent signed that went to a new team, and that was Randall Cobb. Besides that, all of them have been one-year deals. And for small, small players that really, I mean, l- less than 30 catches, all that stuff, really all these guys. But you're looking at the main guys. Emmanuel Sanders hasn't been signed yet. Rashad Perryman hasn't been signed yet. Robbie Anderson hasn't been signed with. Demarius Thomas hasn't been signed yet. Devin Funchess hasn't been signed yet. Paul Richardson hasn't been signed yet. Taylor Gabriel hasn't been signed yet. Travis Benjamin hasn't been signed yet. And the list goes on. Philip Dorsett has not been signed yet. Nelson Aguilar hasn't been signed with. Um, Josh Gordon probably won't be signed, but he's another player that's out there. Chris Hogan, who I actually like Chris Hogan. He was, he was very, very good on the Patriots back in the day. Maybe the Saints give him a look. It's kind of interesting there. Um, Keelan Doss is out there as well. Um, it goes to Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell, Demarcus Robinson, a ton of guys. This list just goes on and on and on. So what I'm thinking here is the Saints will probably pick up one of these guys. You would think, because Tasha Sharp also out there. Um, you would think that some of the one of these guys is gonna is gonna go to the Saints. I'm hoping between the top three, I'm hoping Sanders, Perryman, or Anderson. I'm hoping one of those three goes to the Saints, and it seems like it will be on a shorter-term deal, which is really what the Saints need right now, and it seems like it's going to work out for them. Brandon Cooks is going to be another option, but you'll probably have to give up a pick, but to me, he's the best out of any of these options. So I'm just going to rank these options here. The Saints really haven't been linked to really any of these guys. One report here, they've been linked to Robbie Anderson by enemy. but besides that, a little linking with Emmanuel Sanders. Mike Triplett said um, the Saints are, are definitely... Well, not well positioned, but they're um, they're better fit for um, Emmanuel Sanders. That was what I was looking for. They're better fit for Emmanuel Sanders than they are other guys. So maybe he's going to come in. A lot of people are saying the film guys. They would love to see the Saints get Emmanuel Sanders. So that's that's kind of there was a link there in my opinion, and I think there's speculation there. Same with Robbie Anderson, Perryman. There was some talk with him going back to the Bucks now with Tom Brady, but we're going to have to see all how this works out. But I'm hoping the Saints can get. One of those three guys. Now, if if it happens to be, you know, if Cooks happens to be back in discussions, fourth round pick, something like that, I I probably do it. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. If they wanted our first round pick, then you'd have to pay the salary. I would say half. So, if they wanted a first round pick, I'd actually give it to them for Brandon Cooks. But I would want basically all the salary to be paid. I think he's due fifteen million. I'd want ten of that at least being paid. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Um, there, so we'll kind of see what happens here, but that's really what this is going on right here. It, it seems like, look, it, it was a pretty slow week for the Saints, but we are going to recap it just real quick. Big signings, and this is kind of what the Saints did here, as in just really what they were able to do. First, you're looking at they were able to re-sign David Onyemata. That was really Monday's business. They were able to sign the big O. Three years, $27 million. $3.5 million cap hit for this year. Second day, that was more of the Drew Brees. So Drew Brees, two years, $50 million, cap hit of 23.3 this year. So that was definitely a good signing. We all know that. I mean, look, to me, David Onyemata is a, it's like a B signing for me right now for the Saints. B or B plus right about now. Because it was a little more money than I'm expecting, but I think it was a good move. I'm going to move it up to a B plus right now, but it's really, it's really tough to give grades on these things. 
So, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Drew Brees is an A. T- to get to get a $23.2 million cap it for a top five QB, you're going to take that. A move. Perfect move. Malcolm Jenkins, I'm going to give that an A-. minus. I love the move. I thought giving him that money was perfect. I think he's going to really do helping for this defense. I think he's going to be a huge signing for the Saints. And I think that's really big. And then today's uh, big signing was um, Andrews Peep. I'm going to give like a C right now. See, maybe a C minus. I, 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 I don't know. I just wanted them to go in another direction. They're not going to do that. Now, look, he fills a spot and he'll fill it in a satisfactory way, probably, hopefully, 85% of the time. So here's my thing. Right now, I think over last year, 75% of the time he was good. Very good. 25% of the time he was not very good. That's not good. If, if we can get that to him being um, really good at 95% of the time, this deal is 100% worth it and you get an A. We're going to see how this works out, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking. And then, you know, that's a big jump, but I think he can do it. I think he has the, the potential to do it, but hasn't been realized yet. So I think that's definitely something to look at there. And when you're giving $33 million guaranteed to someone with the potential but hasn't realized yet, to me, that's just a little questionable. But that's just my opinion there. That's kind of the Saints moves. They also made some minor moves today by re-signing Justin Hardy. I'm really happy that he's back. And just some quick things on him. He, he's just a great guy in the locker room. You want to see him there. You want to see him do what he's able to do. Because he's a player that he really meshes with all the guys. And he's just an amazing special teamer. And to me, he's actually a good depth piece, in my opinion here. And people are like, I mean, people, I, I think, sleep on him as a cornerback. I don't think he's a bad cornerback because I think he can play in very, very um, small stints. But I think he can definitely play here. And again, I, I do think that is definitely um, kind of interesting there. And I, I do think it was a very, very good move. So that's obviously very good there. They also signed fullback Michael Burton. One-year deal. Good. He's going to replace Zach Line, and he'll probably battle it out with Ricky Ortiz, who is on the roster as well. We'll see who wins that. It's going to be very, very interesting, but those are just kind of small moves. Happy the Saints were able to bring in a fullback. Just another thing to tick off the list. So really right now, it's wide receiver, cornerback, linebacker. Those are your three positions to me. I hope you could fill one of them right now. And to me, cornerback is not your biggest issue right now. Because you're going in fine right now as it is, but I would like them to I would like them to at least sign a PJ Williams, and then I'd be like, okay, you're really you're fine going into next season. You probably actually got better because you added Malcolm Jenkins, so that's fine. Linebacker, they're gonna have, probably have to get in the draft at this point. Maybe you sign a veteran, but probably the draft is gonna be where you're getting your guys. So very very interesting there, but that's just kind of what they're looking at. But I think with all that said. It is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the This, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. Me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Then also, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. That means iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, all that fun stuff. We are on there. So now, this is kind of the schedule going forward. We're probably we may do a podcast tomorrow if if like news breaks or rumors break. This is kind of the, would be the last day for me for free agent frenzy would be this Saturday where I talk about rumors and probably I mean and obviously if there's a signing. But then I'm gonna take a little break. I I, I know the news schedule is gonna get probably a little sparse and you guys would want a podcast. But I'm probably gonna wait until like a Wednesday Thursday to put out kind of a recap of the week and kind of that's just kind of what I'm looking at there. If a news drops on the Saints, I'll be right with an episode like this, a little shorter, but all about the news and the rumors and then that's just kind of how we're what we're doing going forward and then after that we'll look to give you guys more content in either more saints content more nfl content more other sports content we'll be getting to you with that stuff as well but 
With all that said, I want to say thank you, run it back, and who dat?